welcome once again to the Kill Rock Podcast for Album Review Wednesday! It's going to be a thing, I promise. Today, <laughs> today here on Album Review Wednesday, we are talking about Colossus. We are talking about their sophomore album, Badlands, off Face Down Records. And if you guys haven't yet, go check out our interview with Jim Hughes, guitar player from Colossus. We released it on Monday. And uh, fun fact, Nathan, um, on November 1st, uh, myself personally and possibly a guest, a plus one, will be out at the Cobalt Cafe November 1st for the headliner of Prepared Like a Bride with Colossus, uh, Illuminate Me, as well as Darkness Divided. So I would need a plus one. Oh, you do. Once again, we have Nathan Viscara who joined us uh, for album review Wednesday with, or f- at least for the Emerosa versus album. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great, Mister Settles. How are you? I'm doing great too. You're doing pretty great. Yeah, I'm doing pretty great. I had to one up you before you even said yours. So. Uh, yes. Uh, and you know what? Last time we talked, uh, we were going through a little heated uh, battle uh, between my Angels and your Dodgers. And you were heated. I was really, I was pissed off. You were heated because you're an Angels fan. That's what you do. That's what I do. What? Yeah, right. We, and, we beat up. We beat up people in parking lots. And you guys did eat it. <laughs> hey, a Kansas City Royals fan got beat up in our parking lot too. So that's not just your thing to claim now. Hey, well, you know what? Once a little brother, always a little brother. You always got to be doing what we're doing. We were the first team in L.A., so I wouldn't uh, talk about big brother, <laughs> little brother. We were the first one to play at that stadium, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would calm down a little bit. Oh, oh okay, okay, cool. So this week we are talking about Colossus, and uh, I want to hear your first thoughts because and first thoughts. I don't want to hear what you think now. I want to hear first impressions of Badlands? Well, um, I was telling somebody else this not too long ago. I feel like I'm like repeating myself, but um, <laughs> when I started, when I started the actual album, of course I started with Badlands, first song, and it starts with this very slow, you know, um, build up, you right. can tell. Right. And um, to be honest, I really don't like when albums that I it just it annoys me and I feel like it's kind of a waste of a track and just when I was thinking those thoughts I get hit with like this really hard just drop and right. like this this just big open ring out like it sounded awesome and uh, automatically I, I thought well really heavy really heavy hitting right there right so that was that was a nice little surprise although you kind of know what's going to happen, but at the same time, like I wasn't expecting it to be that hard, and I really did like that part. So I guess you could say my first impression of the album was these guys are heavy hitters. Right. So. And you know what? I, I will disagree with you on one thing. I do like uh, when albums are built up that way. However, uh, I thought it was going to go into an actual song. I didn't think right. it was just going to be like an instrumental track and then go into Demons, which is track two. Yeah. Um, wh- let's talk about Demons. That's their first uh, single off this record. Um, what do you think about that song? 
Well, I'm really glad that you threw in that part about it being their first single. Um, I just want to say rightfully so. I really, I really like that. I really like the way that they went with what song to make as the first single. Okay. You just, you know, right out, right out of the gate, you get hit with that uh, old school, like hardcore yeah. riff. And you just, you kind of feel good. You know, you're just like, all right, cool. All right, let's do this. And um, I, I really did appreciate that. And I appreciated that little, um, that little homage. And one thing, though, I want to say about the track that automatically, like, first thing I realized was, man, the lyrics. The lyrics were just, like, they were definitely edgier than some of the Christian metal stuff that I've heard in the past. Right. And and that's something that really spoke out to me, so... I noticed that about uh, the song Outcast. I was reading the lyrics for that song, and it's like one of those things where um, them as a Christian band, a lot of a lot of, or I guess, quote unquote Christian bands, they kind of uh, set themselves as like a worshipish type band. Like, let's sing about God, let's sing about Jesus, which is fine. I, I appreciate that, right. but. Uh, a lot of times they're not really talking about what's going on within their own faith. They're either talking about God and Jesus or they're singing about their own lives, like their own personal lives. Uh, on Outcast, uh, it seems like it's one of those songs where uh, it's coming from the Christian perspective as Christians being a minority and uh, how everyone wants you know everyone to love each other and to you know, uh, keep each other like the best, at least the best, uh, uh, I guess like hold each other accountable no matter what faith or religion you are. But at the same time, they put down Christians for being so over, uh, I guess judgmental when basically it's them that's being judgmental towards the Christians. Right. And you know what? I completely, I completely agree with what you just said as far as, um, you know, the judgmental people and how you really do get it from both sides of all religions. One thing that I really do pay a lot of attention to is typically people being on the extremes of either side of religion and how, to be honest, it, it is a little, it can get a little annoying whether on what you know what one friend is because i have friends on both sides right. and uh, you know how one friend saying oh you know what like well, i have one friend that like kind of pokes fun at me like oh are you talking to your imaginary friend you know and it's like well haha you know that's, that's okay shut up <laughs> and then uh, other people who are like you know what like my Catholic belief, you know, they almost even kind of look down on that from their Christianity standpoint, you know, and it's like, dude, like, we're on the same team, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) We're pretty much like national and and American people, you know, like, (laughs) we're we're doing the same thing, you know, just different, uh, different ways. Right. And I agree. I totally agree with that. And uh, it's like, you know, one side is calling one side or the other side a bigot. And then that other side, uh, with their whole gang of thieves are calling the other side a bigot as well. I'm not going to say who has the gang of thieves, but it's like, and, and that's kind of what that, that song kind of represents. It kind of represents that, you know, everyone wants the freedom of speech to be able to say what they want. Yet, uh, you know, they're taking away that right from another people. Right. 
and it's it's always great when uh, when Christian bands, especially, um, uh, kind of tread in that water because it's definitely edgy, and and that's right. that's what I like hearing out of a Christian band to reaffirm my faith. Mm-hmm. That's what I like hearing as far as that that's what they believe rather than um, just oh you know God is great, God is good. Well, yeah, we know that, right. <laughs> but we. We understand that that's what we go, that's what we think too, you know, right. but it, it was definitely refreshing the, um, the message of that song. And it's the same with demons. Like demons, uh, basically, it seems like Alex is calling himself out in that song. Basically, you know, the demons in my head, I got demons in my bed. I can feel them breathing down my neck. All these demons inside me, everything I do and see, Jesus save me, save me. It's like he's calling himself out. He's not basically saying like everyone else is wicked. I'm wicked as well. Yeah, and and which in my experience, those are the best types of people. The people that aren't afraid to come out and say, hey, do you know what? Like, look at me. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. In fact, I scare myself a little bit, which is what (laughs) I think he means with the whole demons everywhere. Right. You know, and and it's, it's the people that feel like they do nothing wrong and are better than everybody else. Those are the people I don't want to meet, you know, and, and, and those, those are the people you can kind of be scared of. And I think, I think the writing process in Colossus really kind of touches on that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, people put all this uh, stuff on certain people because one group of people that don't represent the whole, the, the whole genre of, you know, whatever we're living, whatever lifestyle we're living. It's like the Westboro people are the ones that are giving the Christians a bad name because that's what people see. They don't see the actual Christians that are loving on the world as, as well as each other. Right. And I don't know. What? No, I was going to say, I don't know how this became a religious uh, talk show, but (laughs) I was just going to say that too. (laughs) Thank you. Colossus. No, what were we going to (laughs) say? Were you really going to say that? Just that? I was. I was just going to mention about how we're we're uh, we're touching on some <laughs> we're touching on some controversial stuff. And, we uh, are. Oh, maybe we'll finally get a review. <laughs> <laughs> you damn bigot Christians! You hate us all. <laughs> and then and then the phone goes. Mic drop. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> not even, it's not even 10 minutes old. It's not even <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about lyrically. Um, what do you think about Alex's vocals? What do you think about... Uh, let's talk about the vocals first before we get into the, the musical side because uh, I talked with Jim at length about that. Uh, how do you think Alex approached the lyrics and vocals uh, coming into this album? Oh man, you done got me started. Um, uh, first, I want to say that the first time I ever saw these guys, um, it was at Face Down Fest, and they played at actually my girlfriend's church, and she's really deep in the you know youth ministry, so she knew everybody and you know got us in. And I just remember her asking me; she really wanted me to go to this, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll see some new bands." You know, the main reason I went is because Phineas was playing, and I'm dude, I'll go to a Phineas show. Phineas. You know, like I'm, I'm always down. So. They, um, you know, we're watching and stuff, and then, you know what, this band called Colossus comes on, I'm like, that's actually a pretty cool name, you know, and... Right, you just want to go to Six Flags, right? 
Yeah, you know, I, well, I thought of uh, X Men. So, oh, sorry, but <laughs> but um, no, dude, they start and the first place, you know, of course, everybody looks is the vocalist, and this guy's going nuts on stage, like not not like wet live nuts, where he's like hanging from the rafters and like right. spitting on people and stuff, but like he he knows what he's doing, and his vocals don't suffer from that. Right. And you see that with a lot of vocalists is that they love putting on that wow factor, but the fact is it takes away from their vocals. Right. And, it, you know, that's really hard to find in a vocalist. And I think that habits show that perfectly. Just watching him from, like, three feet away, you know, like, it was honestly, it was an awesome experience. Dude, I walked with, like, a shirt and a beanie, you know, like, <laughs> I, was all, I was all about them after that. And... I guess with the vocals on this one is they really made me feel with his with his um, uh, intensity and uh, the, to be honest, I know it's screaming, but the cleanliness of his screams, like yeah. it was so, it, it made me feel like I was there again. Right. Like, he got me excited like that, and that was so cool, you know. So I definitely think they did that better than, of course, they did on their first album because a lot of you know. I can honestly say I like this album better than the first one. Right. Okay. Know, so. That's, uh, I, I think there's a kind of a toss up between time and eternal and badlands with badlands. I totally agree with you. There is so much power in Alex's scream and so much clarity in his voice. He could, you could hear what he's saying. Like everything that he's pronouncing or enunciating is you could hear it it's audible it's not like something that uh like mike Haranica from the devil Wears prada and i'm not going to talk bad about the devil Wears prada but i think a lot of people would agree that when he screams there's not too much clarity in his voice and you can't really tell what he's screaming and same with spencer chamberlain and all those older screamers it seems like nowadays uh, not just alex but screamers in general they're able to enunciate a lot better and it it takes away that point from people who don't like this type of music saying, Oh, how can you understand what he's saying? Well, listen to it. You could hear, a l you, you can't, you can't audibly hear everything. Someone sings clean. Uh, right. So you can't, it, there's, you can't say because he's screaming, you can't understand what he's saying. I could listen to thrice. And sometimes I don't understand what Dustin's scream singing. So, yeah. it, it, but nowadays screaming is so much more clear and Alex really generates a, a lot of power, and you could tell what he's singing, at least for the most part. Yeah, completely. And that's something that I really liked hearing and feeling, because let's face it, you can feel that, dude, you know, when you're yeah. listening to him. And for like you brought up Mike Kranica from Devil Wars Prada, um, he, I love his vocals, I love his screaming, but you know what? It, it's more of like a, like a bratty kind of you know what I mean like like tantrum screaming yeah and like that's that's great and to be honest it seems like that's where a lot of the newer type of hardcore is going when you think of bands like Beartooth and stuff like that yeah. like you think you you hear them just not putting any technique into it but more like just belting it out right and uh, the, the thing the thing that I love about Alex's vocals is you feel all of that technique that you fell in love with back in, you know, 2009, you know, yeah. like, like with, with those types of vocalists. And it was really, it was really nice to hear. This is a very old school album with a really well-produced uh, sound. Yeah. 
Like I I could listen to it and I would think back to bands like uh like uh who who can I think of? Who can you think of? What do you mean? When, like when you old like old bands, like listening to this, who does it remind you of? Not like not necessarily who does it sound like, but who does it remind you of? Oh man. Um shoot. I can't really even put my finger on exactly what I think of when I hear them because I think of, I can't remember bands that were just right out of the gate that heavy with their stuff. Like, like the older bands I would listen to, it seemed like they were just kind of doing their thing. And then there was that one part that was really heavy. Right. And uh, the only band I can really think of that survived that wave was the devil was part of because they adapted Right, and and it's darker though. This uh, it feels like Colossus, uh, though they have heaviness to them. It it doesn't it kind of feel like a brighter sound. Is that just me? Well, no, I definitely I feel that I feel that brightness, and I feel I feel the clarity more than anything, right. and uh, that's that's really cool. That's really cool to hear in a darker kind of uh, heavier album. Right. It, it for me it, it gives off and I agree with you. I didn't think about the Devil Wears Prada but now that you mention it I can think uh I can hear several things that kind of uh have that Devil Wears Prada sound at least with the front end guitars. We'll talk about the ambient guitars in just a second or the ambient side yeah. of it. But you know the like it kind of has, you know, bands like the Devil Wears Prada they kind of do the same thing but it has a darker feel. To me, it has the brightness of a band like Life in Your Way, where it's right. like it, it's 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 not as uh, I don't want to say like soothing as listening to Life in Your Way, but it has a heaviness yet it has a punk hardcore ish uh, metalcore. It's it's blending in all those various genres, and I'm not going to say that they're reinventing the wheel with their sound, but there is a difference between them and some other bands that are out there right now. I completely agree with, uh, again, what they're doing isn't like the newest thing in the world, but right. they make it a lot more enjoyable. And, yeah. and, uh, with, with the stuff that they do, I feel it more as these guys respect where the genre is right now and they mm-hmm. respect where it came from. And you can really hear it through, through their tracks, especially with like demons. Mm. I, yeah, I hear it. And it has, I mean, Overall, I think this is a good album. Uh, with the guitars, uh, I think Jim, because this was the first album Jim uh, wrote for the guitars. At first, when you're listening to it, you kind of think eh, it's a little generic. It's a little, it's not reinventing the wheel, like I said, but there's a lot of undertones on this album that you kind of have to listen to a few times to be able to catch. Right. Like, uh, if you're listening to, um, songs like insomnia, uh, you, if you hear, if you just listen to the front end guitars, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But there's a, a clear ambient feel in the background that if once you hear it, it takes you away on a wistful journey while this heaviness is like pumping into your heart. It's like your brain is in one spot and your heart's in another. And yeah, and and to me that is kind of the perfect formula because you hear it in other bands as well, and uh, those all seem to be pretty popular, successful bands as well. Right. To me, that is one of the is one of the formulas for 
just intensity. Like, like, like it's one, it's one of the formulas that make you really feel what you're listening to and get you pumped, you know, in all aspects. Right. And there's little to no digital effects on this album. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not like this, these like new metal bands that are coming out and there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, but it's not raw. I think Badlands is probably one of the more raw albums that have come out in some time, at least coming out on face down records. I mean, even war of ages, they're kind of dabbling in that digital world as well. So I mean, right. there's, I don't know. <clears throat> well, the one thing I did really appreciate, and this has nothing to do with what I think of war of ages, you know, stuff, but what it's completely separate now, but what I really feel and what I really like about this album, especially the guitars is that the guitars sound like guitars, you know, yes. like they, they, during a breakdown, you can hear that complete chop that they have rather than cutting off at, a, you know, a certain point to where it sounds like, well, where's the guitar? It just sounds like sound. Right. And there are there are some newer bands. And again, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> there are newer bands that are coming out that are not huge, but they do that, and it sounds horrible. Right. Like it, it really, it really just it it hurts to hear. Like what they're playing is coming out of a computer and not coming out of a Mesa Boogie triple rectifier. And you are PVC five five plus, but or. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, you know what, and bands, some bands like that. Yeah. They really do. And some bands go for that sound, but I can tell you that when I was in a band like this genre and we were going hard and stuff, we didn't, we wanted to stay as far away from that as possible. Yeah. You want that raw sound. And it's not like all the bands sound awful that, you know, uses this, you know, but it's it's just because it, we're so oversaturated with that style and that genre nowadays because everyone wants to sound clean. I think now uh, metal is an arms race to sound clean when right. they should be going. I think one thing when I was talking with Jake from Gideon, uh, one thing that he mentioned when we we're talking about the genre in, in general is that nowadays he feels like uh, we're that the genre is building itself back up. Like it had to die for it to be relevant again. And a lot of that is because a lot of these bands are going back to kind of the style that they grew up listening to and not something that they're trying to put together and, you know, create something out of nothing. Well, and you know what that's a big reflection on is the people, not the bands going back to what they like listening to, but the bands realizing that the people who listen to them mm-hmm. want to hear that stuff too. Yes. And and not only did the bands grow up listening to that stuff, but the fans did as well. And right. I think that's what they realize is I, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Um, this, um, the whole generic metalcore, post hardcore stuff like that, that's, it's kind of on its way out. And so. uh, that's why you hear a lot of bands nowadays especially the huge um, uh, juggernauts of the industry, um, uh, what, Asking Alexandria, Double Horse Prada, they're all, uh, bringing the horizon, they're all adapting, they're all yes. changing and totally uh, agree with you. morphing, you know, and uh, the one thing that the Double Horse Prada did that I was kind of iffy on is they went for such a raw sound 
that they sounded way too muddy. And I just, I didn't, I didn't really like the ultimate muddiness. And I know that's what they were going for, you know, but I, for one, didn't really like that. Yeah, I agree with you there. And it, it seems like all these bands that are, that claim, you know, the early 2000 bands as their influence when they can't, they claim the influence yet they can't write because they're not census fail and they're not Thursday and they're not story of the year. You know, they're, they're going to them as, you know, looking to them as, you know, Hey, I'm going to listen to this song and then I'm going to write a song after I write it. And, but your song is not going to come out the way that, you know, a census fail song came out because you're not living it. You're just copying what another band has done. It's not your life. You need to write about your life. You need to write about how you feel. And sometimes you might not even be able to perform that genre because it's not in your DNA. You just enjoy listening to it. You know what? I completely, I completely agree with that too. Cause I have met numerous people who are just like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to go home and listen to some John Mayer, but let me, uh, let me play this breakdown, which again, don't get me wrong. We, we can all enjoy, you know, music. That's not our genre. In fact, you'll find that the bands and the band members that play a certain type of genre often listen to completely different things. Right. I know I did. And, um, I just think honestly for this whole industry to kind of get back on its feet. I agree with what he said, where it kind of needed to die first. Yeah. But you just, you got to look at it like everything is changing. The dudes who straightened their hair and wore capital V necks with their chest pieces (laughs) are trading in that stuff for a backwards snapback and a windbreaker, you know, to go creep in a pit, you know, like those dudes are all growing up and, listening to uh, they, you know what they'll they'll blast some of that old stuff just for the nostalgia right and it, it's the same thing like if you like listen to like bands like thrice i know i go to that well a lot but if you listen to thrice their influences were metallica the beatles uh radiohead uh you know nine uh yeah nine inch nails do they sound anything like those bands no and and no. the good bands don't yeah, they don't sound like they don't sound like their influences. I mean, you could hear influences. I don't even. We're still we're out, we're reviewing an album yet. We're just going on this tangent, but that's fine. There, I think that's what I appreciate about Colossus is that uh, if you listen to how you know Jim and the bands that he listens to, he likes the heavy bands. He likes the darkest hours, and Alex likes the punk or I guess like just the hardcore hardcore bands. And those two influences are creating Colossus. They're not a band like Darkest Hour, and they're not... Uh, I can't remember what band he said Alex would love to tour with, but you know, it's a band that doesn't sound like Darkest Hour, but they bring those two influences together, and that's, this is what they got. They have Colossus. Right. You know, Colossus right. isn't I, replicating I, sound. I, what? said Colossus isn't necessarily replicating a sound, even though you, know, you can listen to it and be like, well, it reminds me of this. Yeah, yeah. Even though, well, let's be honest. Even though it's it's been done before, they are not. They're still doing their own thing. You know, like there's right. still that ability to go off and do your own thing. And they're not writing the typical for today al- lyrics. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't name drop. I shouldn't. But uh, you know, 
actually, yeah, we're I, all thinking it. <laughs> well, they're not dropping the typical like Christian lyrics. You know, it it feels like when you're reading it, it comes from a, a heart of a repentant man. It doesn't right. come from the which, heart. Yeah. Which what what represents you know a truer you know I want to say well Christian than you know repent. <laughs> exactly. And it's not someone that's beating you over the head over, you know, uh, go follow God and save yourself from hell. Well, you know what? I need to save myself from hell first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what people, I think that's where, and we're going back to lyrics. I know it's, we're kind of going around in circles kind of, but it's, it's kind of like, that's how you bring people in. You don't bring people in by telling them what they're doing wrong. You tell them what you're doing wrong. And, what you're doing wrong reflects on them because you know what? They could be in the same state. They could be doing the same things that you're doing. And yeah, like, like not, not to speak for them, but I assume that them saying what's wrong and what they're doing wrong. I assume that they would in hopes reach out to somebody who, who's going through the same exact thing. Right. But it's not, it's not like saying like, uh, Nathan, uh, you live in Rancho. You need to repent. It's like, you know what? I've lived in Rancho once and I hate it. Wait, do you live in Rancho? You know, you live in Upland. I live in Upland, dude. Okay, sorry. Uh, Nathan, you live in Upland. Uh, you need to repent. No, you know what? Hey, Nathan, I work in Upland, and it's just not good. It's not good. I got to repent and leave. Yeah. This is a dumb conversation. <laughs> I could just picture your face palm right now. <laughs> I'm actually smiling really big. Where are you? I have a big smile. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. So let's get to um the weekly scorecard for Album Review Wednesday. We are talking about Colossus, their sophomore album, Badlands, off so, uh Face Down Records, not Solid State, but off Face Down Records and uh we talked with Jim and the interview is up online at killrockpodcast.com. Go like us on Twitter uh, at killrockpodcast. Go follow us on, uh, or sorry, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook backslash killrockpodcast. If you have anything to say to us, if you have any, anything, you know, any complaints, any like praises, whatever, uh, you can email us at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. You can email me personally, Keith, at killrockpodcast.com. Rate review us on iTunes as well as Stitcher and uh, on our Podomatic, which is killrockpodcast.com. Nathan, we are going to get to the weekly scorecard. What do you give Badlands by Colossus? Hmm. I want to say for for what they're doing... And uh, their genre, I'm going to give it another good three because, you know, there were, of course, there's always something wrong. There's always something, I don't want to say wrong, but there's always something that you don't really quite feel as much as, let's say, the next guy. Right. But um, I think, you know what, the production was on point. Mm-hmm. It was it was a metal album that was a really fun listen, and you know what? I'm running out of those. Yeah, I'm giving it another three. I don't want that to be my go-to score, but it kind of is. 
it's like an because it, it's it's a good it's a good average album. It's not above yeah. average. It's not below average. It's it's a good average album. It's nothing that's you know it, it meets its expectations. If that makes sense, right? And 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 I agree with what you're saying by the expectations because people that are totally into Colossus were waiting for. I think they're gonna love this. Like, I think that they they're going to freak out and uh, you know run this album nonstop. Right. Um. I for my weekly scorecard presented by the Kill Rock Podcast Album Review Wednesdays. See, I could throw spots in there. So if if anyone's looking for advertising uh, advertising uh in a podcast. Shoot us an email, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. You could, Smart. yeah, yeah. If, it could be uh, the weekly scorecard presented by uh, Skype. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> for, <laughs> uh, presented by King Kong Bundy. Body slammed a midget. Imagine what he'll do to you. I'm gone. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That was like the funniest thing I could think of to throw in there. Stun gun? <laughs> yeah, dun dun. Oh, dun dun. I thought you said stun gun, which uh, appropriate. Because, stun gun? <laughs> yeah, because that was That would have been a lot better. <laughs> that was uh, Stone Cold's uh, first uh, finisher back in WCW. <laughs> There you go. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. This podcast is going downhill and it's it good. Is. yeah. My uh score for this album, and I'm gonna agree with you, I believe it is a three out of five. Because I mean the production is great, the production is amazing. They went to Josh Barber, and n- n- I mean, unless you listen to the interview, uh, I don't think a lot of people know that Jim actually did a lot of the engineering. Jim Hughes, a guitar player, he did a lot of the engineering, and I'm totally impressed by a band that could, you know, work on their own album, not just play on their album, but actually work on it and it sound good because a lot of times that doesn't work out to the best oh, interest I of the band. I, I can't stand self-produced. You know, it's, it's once in a blue moon that bands can come out with a really good self-produced album. Right. And, um... Like, for instance, I know that a while ago, Ender Shikari came out with a self-produced, and it just wasn't, like, I, the guitars annoyed the heck out of me, you know, the whole time, and it kind of took away from the songs. Like, thank God Ender Shikari is, like, a really good band, right. you know, to where you can kind of get past it. But it's just, it's just like, like, what's so bad about, <laughs> like, getting some help? Yeah, it's another set of ears that have your best interest in mind. It's not like you're going to have another set of ears. And you know what? You need to go to someone you trust, first and foremost. Right. But for the most part, if you're going to go to a producer, they're going to want you to sound good, too. They're not going to want to hold you back from sounding good. Um, I know a lot of bands that have felt fell under the trap of a producer overproducing, but for the most part, um, three out of five. Uh, production is really good. I think um, musically, it could come off as a little average at first, 
Um, but once you give it a couple listens, uh, and kind of, you know, kind of peel away the undertones of the album, the stuff that you can't really hear, but you can hear. And with Alex's vocals and just everything is clean. Everything's in the pocket. Um, I think it's a good three, this album. Right. And that's what I wanted to, um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you got it or not, but I wanted to say how on point the production was and, yeah. and listening, listening to the interview with Jim, knowing that knowing the stuff they went through to get that, like they sent, they sent those tracks like all around almost like the country, you know, right. like they just, they were sending them back and forth and back and forth and knowing that something that solid and that, um, I don't know what else to even call it other than solid, um, right. hard, coming out of, um, you know, cause some people lock themselves in a cabin recording studio for months and don't come out until they have a finished product. Right. You know, to know that these guys went through that and still came out with something so awesome it really speaks to how these guys run their band. Yeah, and you know what? This is just a starting point. I know this is the second album, but you have to think about it as, I don't want to think about it as a brand new band, but this is the first album Jim's writing everything on it, at least musically. Um, this is the starting point for them. This is another uh, beginning for a band, even though it's their sophomore album. Uh, I think the future is looking bright for these guys. Uh they have their whole lives ahead of them, no doubt. They really like do. They, they're going nowhere but forward, and if they're not going forward, they're going up, because they got it. They got Yeah, they have it. And I'm so excited to be able to see them at the Cobalt Cafe, November 1st, uh, prepared like a bride, uh, coming out from Australia, and they are going to be our first overseas international band on the Kill Rock podcast. Uh, Illuminate Me is going to be there, as well as Darkness Divided, Darkness Divided, and Darkness Divided, uh, they're disgustingly heavy, and I am so excited for that. <laughs> oh, Na- yeah. Nathan, any last things you want to say? Um, I'm sure you have a lot. Uh, you know what? I, I normally don't. I'm normally not going to. I normally don't want to plug bands, you know, stuff like that, but yes. I really do mean it when I say go see these guys live. Go see live. I had an experience not like a lot of other people get to have, which is you kind of fall in love with a band from the first time you see them live. Usually you hear about them on the YouTube suggestions, watching your favorite band, you know, something like that. I got to see these guys live, not know a thing about what they were about. And uh, just leaving there like a total and complete fan. <laughs> like I really, I really think these guys are the coolest dude you'll ever meet. Walk up to them uh, they'll come up to you, sit down next to you, say what's up. Um, I know a lot of people say that about a lot of bands, but I can honestly say I lived it. So um, uh, just go see them live, and you'll know what I'm talking about. So, uh, Nathan, this this episode is coming to an end. So next, yeah. time, next time on Album Review Wednesday, we're going to have Jordan Sandoval. And Nathan, if you would like to join us, we are going to... I th- love him. Yeah, yeah, I love him too. We're going to throw it back. We're going to throw it back to 2005, and we're going to talk about Good Apollo. I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 1. So, throwback album review Wednesday! Featuring Jordan Sandoval, and if we could get 
our circuits uh, with Nathan Viscara kind of sequenced. We'll have him on the show as well. How do you feel about I'm that? Stoked. I'm stoked to go at it with Jordan. Yeah. It, it, we're going to kill it. It's going to be a done episode. It's going to be the best Kill Rock podcast episode in the century. It's going to be the best podcast episode in the centuries of podcasts ever. I feel like, it, I feel like it's done already. It, it is done. People are listening to it right now. In the future. In the future. They're like, oh, crap. These guys. These guys got it. These guys got it. So rate and review in the future. And if uh, you want to rate it, if you want to give us a review in the form of lyrics of your favorite song, I'll pull out my guitar and I will play them for you here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Oh, he's good at that too. I've actually seen him do stuff like that. He's re- he didn't you announce a, like new Corrosion news through song? Yes, we did. We did. Uh, there's a YouTube video. Uh, we were announcing shows. I got a lot. Oh, that you're up. good at that. I can't. I wanted you to maybe use that same melody, but like with a different like flair. Yeah, I was going for a Jack Black. That's what I was going for. <laughs> well, now that you said it, it's not going to work. Oh. I'm just kidding. Everything for you works. Oh, Nathan. <laughs> I try. <laughs> and thus ends the episode.